I would have loved this and this support and just this space being held of like, yes, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the way it's been because there's, there's now this new way you can do it in a gentle, loving way that you don't have to sit there and let them cry it out. And just when you start from the beginning and everyone kind of gets on this flexible, predictable, I love that. I can't say it enough because that is just love language to my ears. And I would think any new mom's ears. And that, like you said, you address the different things that could come up as well. Huge, just absolutely huge. Hello there. Welcome to Baby Bumps to Littles podcast. We're grateful you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to talk about all things from pregnancy to babies and caring for the little ones up to age six. There are so many different stages and everything changes so fast. So much of parenting is about taking care of your family. And this is also for taking care of you and helping to bring joy into your life. Consider us your best friends. No topic is off limits. We have conversations with amazing guests and experts about all the things we need to know from navigating your new life postpartum to protecting your peace. This podcast is about all topics from the pregnancy through to the kindergarten stage, including the secrets to a full night of sleep. Being a parent can be the most rewarding and beautiful experience, but is also super messy, stressful, overwhelming, and exhausting at times especially if you're sleep deprived. We're your friends and your community because we're on this journey together. It takes a village and we're here to remind you that we're never alone in parenting. We're with you through all the fields and to support you at every stage. Check out the Thriving Family Podcast where we handle topics for school-age kids and above. This podcast is made possible by amazing listeners like you and we provide new content on Wednesday every week. Follow us on Instagram at littles for daily reminders and fun ideas. Subscribe so you don't miss a beat, leave a review and share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let's get started creating the life we want. I'm so excited to be sharing today's episode with you. It's about something that's really near and dear to my heart. It's all about babies and sleep and helping women and families thrive. Because when you are in survival mode and all sleep deprived, It can be so hard to get in the game of life, even just to function at a base level each day. We all know how bad sleep deprivation is for us. The first part is from an interview that Barbara and I had with Amy Elkman on Ace Your Life podcast. And then Barbara, of course, had more questions. So we recorded a separate episode as well, which I think provides a little bit more detail and gives more insight into the work that Dr. Pam and I have done. And I really hope that you not only enjoy this episode, that you share it with anyone that you know who's pregnant or who has a new baby because this truly is life-changing. And Calm Baby Sleep is linked in the show notes. Have a wonderful rest of your day. If we could just learn how to appreciate that and be grateful for that in our lives and then realize we don't have to do all that. Like it's okay if your house doesn't look like her house or her house or whatever. Or I used to beat myself up about um, nursing and I know that y'all do a sleep program, don't you? Or is that Teresa? Oh, yes. So there's actually two parts to that. We're rolling out soon a new podcast because we focus on Thriving Family podcast. It's more of a focus of the fill your cup and making sure we're taking care of ourselves first as parents. And of course, that's first and foremost. But it's also the conversations with our older kids that we're having. So Uh, all of those tough topics that a lot of people aren't talking about. That's what we focused on. Mm -hmm. But there's this whole other season of your life, which is 
the conception, pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum period, mm. and then of course into having your baby and surviving that first year, hopefully thriving at some point, right? Like when, mm. when is that going to happen, right? Yeah. Also just the zero to six, because even in the zero to six, it's like, you know, preschooler, you know, there's all these kindergartner, there's, there's all these different toddler phases that you're going through. So we decided to roll out a new podcast, Baby Bumps to Littles. And so we're super excited about that because we really want a supportive space for that season of everyone's lives as well, because it's such a big deal. Yeah. And that actually relates back to, as you mentioned, something that I've been very passionate about. For me, I went back to work as a new mom, really, well, kind of like how you do in the US. In Canada, we have longer maternity leaves typically. But I knew that I was going to go back to work. I had a layoff situation while I was pregnant with my first baby. So I had all this time on my hands. And it was actually during one of the other pandemics from the past. Mm -hmm. And so you actually weren't going out and doing very many things. And as a pregnant person, you're like "Hmm," a little bit cautious of that, right? Essentially, I did a whole bunch of reading, the nerd that I am. And I was like, there's got to be some sort of cold to help you through this first year. And yeah. to get sleep with the baby, because how am I going to work a 14 hour workday and express milk and do all the things like you can't do that without sleep, right? Like you cannot function without sleep. We don't even need to have a conversation about it. It's so obvious now. There are so many studies on sleep, right? And how it impacts us. So I worked with Dr. Pam, who we work with a lot. We've had her on the podcast many times and we came up with a feeding and sleep program. That's called, we call it Calm Baby Sleep. And it's now a course and it's only a couple of hours of time. But what it offers is a full night of sleep with your baby, gently transitioning them to sleep without worrying about tears at the three month mark. So 12 weeks, which is pretty much the time where it's safe because babies obviously need to eat quite frequently up until that point. So that's why there's a little bit of a sleep deprivation window but I was like mm-hmm. how can I make that the tightest possible window ever yeah <laughs> right? because I love my sleep I always have oh, and so selfishly it was a big deal for me to do that and it just evolved people started asking me for it it was nothing originally it was just sort of here's the schedule and here's how it works and mm-hmm. That was that. And so after sharing it, eventually I was just doing it for free for so long, just like supporting people that were asking about it because they're like, how, how, why are your kids sleeping? I'm like, well, they just always have, right? Yeah. So it's been such an important thing for me. And just seeing other parents get sleep is just, I mean, just to help those women, those parents is, and those families, it's just been so beautiful. And we just hope to be able to help more, right? Like just to be able to like, and and again, like you said, you take what works for you and you leave the rest. So maybe you want to not have any type of routine at all and that's fine, but maybe you do want a bit of a routine and then you take what you like and leave the rest. And then maybe you don't want any of it and you just want to focus on all the cheat sheets we have on getting over all of the challenges that you face mm-hmm. as a new parent, because we have those as well, because Dr. Pam is a naturopathic physician who is able to prescribe medications. So there's all the traditional medicinals and Tylenols and all those things for teething, but then there's also all the homeopathics and natural remedies. And why would you not take the best of all worlds 
and use what works for you, right? Yeah. So all that's just there. And again, it's all about, for me, synthesizing the information. It's all, all the work's being done for you. Teresa, I love asking you questions. And this might be one of my favorites that we've talked about yet, because you developed this awesome sleeping course for to support all the moms out there and families that really need this help. And I just want to dive into how you started it and ask you more about what it's about. But how did you come up with this? And like, so awesome. I think it's awesome. I was one of those people who really, really had always valued sleep. That was a thing for me for sure. And I think at the time I was getting before I had kids, I think it was a solid like eight to 10 hours. (laughs) I think that was pretty much my standard. And even if I stayed up late, you know, sleep in whatever it was. And so that was something that I'd always really valued. And One of the things that happened to me that was super bizarre and unique, and I think it's kind of the reason why I sort of fell into this purpose is when I was pregnant with my first, I was working at a law firm and I ended up actually getting laid off work. And it's kind of awkward to find a job in a law firm when you're pregnant. So I ended up taking a number of months off work before baby came. And so that was really nice because I actually just really enjoyed my time and I was sort of doing my own thing day to day, you know, the exercise, the, you know, the self-care, all those really nice, amazing, beautiful things that you can do for yourself that we should all be doing. I actually had a bunch of time on my hands, but I also knew that I did actually plan to go back to work. And in the profession I was in is one of those things where it's like, not unusual to have, say, a 14-hour day. I knew that I'd be going back probably within a three-month period, which is super common in the U.S. because there isn't this long maternity leave. In Canada, there's a super long maternity leave that's now you can take 18 months off with support yeah. from the government. It's, it's, it's really great, actually. But at the time, it was a 12-month thing. So I knew, though, that I would be going back at about 12 weeks, three months. I knew in advance that I had heard from friends that you don't really get a lot of sleep when you have a new baby. And I was like, okay, well, that's not cool. I don't like that. And I, I sort of looked at, started looking into the stats and, you know, the, the nerdy lawyer in me, I guess, just started researching. And then I started getting sort of all those types of things to postpartum, you know, self-care things, just taking care of yourself as a mom, because I've always been so big into self-care. I was like, Surely that doesn't just stop. And I think I saw people too in the corporate world, I'm not going to lie, that were a little bit older than me that had had kids and they seemed tired. They seemed drained. And I was like, oh, they're not getting any sleep. And it it just didn't, it didn't appeal to me. Like it was, it just was, I was like, no, that's not going to work. That's not how it's going to be. So I decided there had to be a better way. (laughs) And I just you know, continued to research, continued to do all the reading on the babies and sleep in particular. And so I'm like, well, you can't take care of anyone else at all. Never mind yourself if you're sleep deprived. Like this is a form of torture, really, right? (laughs) Really. And then the other piece, of course, being as a woman in the corporate world, you know, growing my career, you're not even in the game. It doesn't matter what you want to do day to day. You're like literally not even in the game if you're not getting a good night of sleep, you just aren't, it just is what it is, right? Like I said, I had done all this research and one of the things that became clear to me was that from a health perspective, it's possible, entirely possible 
for healthy babies to be in a position to be able to sleep through the night by the time they're three months, 12 weeks old. But I also didn't want to deal with what a lot of people say when they're sleep training, which is they're dealing with all these tears. Right. I know my mom was like, we would never, you know, wake a sleeping baby to feed all these things. There were all these faux pas around having a new baby. And you essentially were just pandering all the time to a new baby, which yes, you should absolutely do. And, you know, if your baby's hungry, of course, feed them all the things. But I knew that when my child would be going to daycare or school, that there would generally be, you know, the breakfast, lunch, dinner. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Well, the hospital's telling me that I need to feed baby pretty much every three hours. In my case, it was actually once every hour and a half I had to start because I was dealing with at the time with my first jaundice. She was premature as well. So all those things, it was literally, they were like every hour and a half. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy to me, right? Because how do I get any rest at all? And so ultimately I prescribed to one of the methods in a book that I found, but the cry it out aspect of it was not something that I was a fan of. I talked a lot to Dr. Pam and my naturopath as well about all of the baby requirements, like how often do I need to feel, what do I expect for dirty diapers, like all those things. And I sort of just kind of started taking notes. So I would, you know, do the research myself, but also like consult with actual physicians on these things, really documenting it. And then I created a schedule and I would circle, you know, every three hours to feed. And in Morgan's case, it was every hour and a half at the time. And so I actually created what I consider feeding windows because your baby doesn't feed and have a full feeding in 20 minutes. It's not until they get older, right? At first, it can take up to like almost two hours, right? To get a full feeding in where baby's at a point where she can sleep and comfortably, right? And so eat sleep, poop, repeat, you know, change diaper, all there's all the things that you're doing, like constantly, we created, you know, an hour and a half feeding window. And out of necessity, that's what I did, where I was feeding off and on for like an hour and a half. And then for the next hour and a half with my brand newborn, I was in a position to be like, okay, seems like you're pretty well fed. Let's go down for some sleep. So I'd essentially hold baby for like an hour and a half and feed. And then I'd put baby down for an hour and a half and, you know, she would just sleep. I started doing that. And then eventually I got to, you know, three hour windows because it was safe for me to be able to feed every three hours. It's flexible in that I was kind of doing it two and a half to three and a half hours. So depending on how, like, you know, when baby woke up on their own or when maybe I needed to have a call or an appointment or whatever. And so the feeding window, it wasn't like this stringent thing where every three hours on the dot, you need to start feeding. Flexibility is huge. Yeah. Yeah. The flexibility was a big deal as well. I was like, I really like the flexibility, but I like the predictability of generally knowing when I should be booking appointments each day. Baby can sleep, nap number one in the baby carriage, the the next snap is in in bed with you if that's where you sleep with your baby, you know, in the car seat, right? And so that level of predictability that it gave me allowed me to be super, super, super flexible. And so ultimately I was following the, and it was baby wise is what it was called, but I was following their idea of when to start dropping the feedings at night so that I could get baby to sleep without any tears and just do all the things right in my day. 
I like paper, so I didn't really want, you know, an online app because I need, I needed to see sort of my day. When did, what, what did we do all day? Because you're so tired at the time, right? With a brand newborn, you're like, totally. I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. So essentially, like I said, I would like week to week, day to day, kind of just circle every three hours. And then at night I started dropping the feedings in a certain way. And it sort of just was almost like clockwork. And at 12 weeks, she started sleeping through the night. It was about eight hours at minimum for sure, up to 10 hours. So I was able to like get pretty much a solid eight hours of sleep every night. And I ended up going to, I actually got a new job and we were short on lawyers. The irony of it was there were actually lawyers on that leave at the time. And I was going in um, when you, I think normally would in the U.S., Whereas in Canada, it was like a little bit more bizarre to see a newer mom, right? Like I was expressing milk in my office and keeping the fridge at work. And it just was what it was. Be working really long days. But I was getting the sleep at night and, you know, I was blessed. I was, you know, privileged enough to have a nanny. And so I had that support at home during the day and I would go home and I would still get a full night of sleep every night. And then when my second one came along, it was kind of a unique story in that it was actually sort of more difficult for me in terms of what am I going to do? How am I going to get myself care in? Because the father of my children was actually diagnosed with cancer and I wasn't pregnant at the time with my second, but there was a really small window between the time that he was having his first surgery and the time he was starting his treatments that I knew we could get pregnant. So I had a three week window and I just knew to the day when I would get pregnant. And so I got my IUD out and, you know, within three days of that, it just happened. And so I had this baby in my tummy. I called her fate because it was like, how does that happen? Right. (laughs) That was her nickname at the time. Going into that, I self-care became an even more important thing for me. I started practicing yoga every single day. So I had had a long-standing yoga practice, but it was, I was like, how do I balance myself amongst having a toddler, having a husband who isn't well, having all those things going on and, you know, being pregnant, carrying this baby. And so I knew that was going to be not just a challenge, but postpartum would be potentially even more of a challenge, I figured. I decided to just use the same charts that I had used for my first (laughs) with my second. And I just sort of followed them. And like clockwork again, even though she was a more difficult baby in terms of didn't love naps as much, was a little bit more spirited, liked to like to use her voice a little bit more. I'd say she wasn't as easygoing in terms of, oh, you want me to sleep? She'd be like, no, I want to be awake. And if you put me down right now, I'm going to cry, right? So there was a little bit more of that. However, I was able to get a full night of sleep again at 12 weeks. So, which was so nice because of all the things going on. And then I took a longer maternity leave with her. I love that you had a plan in place. And I love that you we're looking forward and saying, I've seen this happen on other people where they are not able to function because there is no sleep. And obviously that doesn't work. I don't want to have that. And so you, you pre-planned and, and really realized 
And we're cognizant of how important sleep is because without the sleep, you can't support your newborn as well. You And especially then in coming with the second one, I know when I had a toddler and a baby, if we didn't have a plan in place and there wasn't sleep, it was like hitting you twice as hard because you have to be more active during the day. You don't just get to be with just the baby. And so, and I absolutely appreciate people like yourself that do the work so others don't have to. And when you do the, because re research is not my strong suit, but finding amazing people and tools like yourself is. And so it's so wonderful, like you said, where you weren't into the cry it out method. You were really into that flexible, but predictable, which yes, please love that way that someone could follow it and, and not have to be yet another story where they're deprived of sleep and they're just surviving the newborn stage because you miss out and, and it's just not a way. And then you're frustrating people and you're frustrated all day. So I, I love this so much because I know when I had kids, there was only that one book and I kind of followed it, but I wasn't into the cry it out either. I felt like that didn't feel right to me. So then it took us a long time to get a lot of sleep. So now that you have it at plan and you're on, you know, on video showing people how to do it and that it's worked for so many people, I think that's so huge and such a gift a family can give themselves. Yeah. And that's sort of how this all got started was because I was asked by people, well, what are you doing? How's that happening for you? Like I have three kids and you know, one of the very first mothers, it was a friend and she was like, you know, I have three kids and this one is like, it's a disaster. This will not happen again. I've had to have a nanny in my house, a sleep nanny in my house and all the things at night. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. And so with her third baby, here's a copy of my charts. Here you are. And it worked. And it was with actually a little, it was a baby boy. And so I was like, oh, interesting. It also works for boys. It was sort of like organically handing it out to people that I knew that were having kids at the time. And then all of a sudden it just started to escalate to more and more and more people were reaching out. And so what I did was I love to write. And that was just, it just came to me to sort of just write it out, like almost like a book at the time. And so I was writing and writing and we, you know, we, it is a book, it, it became a book and now it's a course, but I reached out to Dr. Pam and she said, can I just have my own blog on a website? Like, let's just create this. Let's just do this. And I was like, yeah, let's just do this. And so what started out as something which, that was just literally a piece of paper being handed around has evolved into this course and business where we're actually able to support families, literally one family at a time. And what's exciting to me is that six show that typically at 12 weeks is when you get the least amount of sleep as a new parent. And statistics also show that typically it hits mothers worse, which kind of makes sense if mother is primary caregiver. And then Calm Baby Sleep course, that's the time where you actually start getting a full night of sleep again. So it's literally turning the tables on the staff because the stats also say that most families typically don't get a full night of sleep again until their youngest is six years old. If they want their baby, you know, at three months is the sweet spot. When do they need to start implementing and watching your course? And A, I love that it's a course because what new mom wants to read yet another baby book? I love that there's a book for those readers, but I want to see, like, I want to see your face telling me what to do and how, love that. 
So when do they need to start watching the course? And it's a lot of mostly audio, actually. So the great thing about it is that if you're just, say, out on a walk or whatever, you can just listen to it if you want to, right? Because you don't always have time to just sit and listen. The other nice thing about it is that it's only a couple hours long. So in an ideal world, listen to it in the third trimester of your pregnancy so that you have an idea of the routine you want for your baby. And then if you start right away, even if you're doing those hour and a half feeding windows, right? Because that's the whole point. If you're having to feed baby more often than three hours, which a lot of us have to, what do you do? You're like, well, then my, my day is chaos and baby needs to sleep and eat on like this, you know, random feeding every hour and a half. And so the whole point of this is as possible transition to a full night of sleep, regardless of how often you're having to feed your baby from day one. And eventually you'll be able to feed in three hour intervals. And then eventually it's this, this, and this, then try dropping that feeding. Baby will necessarily be perfectly at the three month mark, right? Because there's going to be, you know, health concerns or this or that, right? And, you know, teething or whatever. But that's the other piece of the course that's so amazing is that Dr. Pam has all this amazing content for dealing with every ailment and every challenge that we face. So we have the top 25 challenges in that course, walking you through how do we get through each and every single one of those challenges with grace and with as much ease as possible. And it's about combining, as you know, I mean, in our podcast, it's combining the best of all worlds so that we're always seeing options available to us. What do we want to talk to our pediatrician and you know physicians about and actually inquire so that we can make these really informed, amazing decisions for the health and wellness of our families. And so for instance, with teething, I always go to teething because there are so many things out there that could help and not everyone is always aware of all the little things. We have literally created audio associated with it as well. So you can listen to that, but you can also just download, print the checklist and go through all the things in any order you want. And then there's also the commentary from Dr. Pam on the Tylenol, that kind of thing, right? Like what do you give your baby if you just want to go with a traditional approach? Whereas what do you want to do if you prefer to use a homeopathic? What are all the options available, right? Any parent loves like what you did is condensing it all into one place and hitting the whole spectrum. And so they get to choose, but it's like, hey, this is best of the best here. Choose from this, what suits your family, but here's a good, so they don't have to go spend so much time on the internet doing the research. And this is huge because there is, you, you get home with that baby. And I know I was like, wait, what? So now what happens? And you don't want to feel like you're calling the pediatrician all the time. And I had this giant book and that wasn't even addressing everything. And it's just, now it's just all in front of you, all the top things that a new parent's going to be dealing with, with their new baby. I think this is just so awesome and so needed for new families. Thank you. And one of the things that I love about it, I think the most and why I'm especially passionate about it is because my sister decided to try with her second baby because with her first, she realized she wasn't getting quite the sleep she needed and she had a partner significant amount of the week. And so she was single parenting 
And so with her second, she was like, I can't do this. Will you really walk me through it all? And this is before the course was really a full course. And what I did was I was talking her through it on the phone regularly because, well, she's my sister. I talked to her all the time anyway, but I realized what people actually needed. And so in connection with our podcast, it was very personal for me to be walking her through it so much more closely than just handing someone the book and answering questions saying, you know, here's the book, here are the sheets. You can just follow along on the schedule and, you know, copy over what works for you. It was so nice to be able to walk her through it and for her to see her have that much sleep at that three month period again, just, you know, it's, it's like a clockwork thing, right? I don't know how else to describe it, but it just, if you, if you follow it and you, and you do the things it just, the work pays off because you know what? It's hard work anyway, when you have a new baby. Yeah. You might and as well so, do it in a way that serves your family. And instead, instead of having to call in a night nanny, I think awesome that there's such a better way. And I just wish we had had that because I mean, there was times I was so tired. I was like, I can't even drive right now. It's just, I wasn't functioning and I would have loved this and this support and just this space being held of like, yes, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the way it's been because there's, there's now this new way you can do it in a gentle, loving way that you don't have to sit there and let them cry it out. And just when you start from the beginning and everyone kind of gets on this flexible, predictable, I love that. I can't say it enough because that is just love language to my ears. And I would think any new mom's ears. And that, like you said, you address the different things that could come up as well. Huge, just absolutely huge. Yeah. Ultimately, if you're allowing your baby not to be on any sort of routine at all, and you're like, you know, eat night, day, same, same, no big deal. That's fine. I, you know, I'm all about people doing what works for them. And if that works for you, that's what you should absolutely hundred percent do. However, if you do want a bit of a routine, I don't understand why. And this was part of it. I don't, I didn't understand why you would allow for a baby that doesn't understand the difference between night and day, doesn't understand how your family works in terms of eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, whatever it is you do, your schedule, your bedtime, why you wouldn't integrate them in as quickly as possible into your life because they're a part of your family. They're a part of your life. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. And then on top of it, I really was confused by why at an eight or nine month mark or six month mark, even whatever, we know babies cry louder as they get older, right? Their lungs get bigger and it's just even more heartbreaking as they get older. And so I was all about how can we reduce the tears, right? Yeah. But I didn't understand at six, nine, 12 months, we all of a sudden decide, you know what? You should be sleeping through the night now. Yeah. From a health perspective, you could have been doing it a long time ago, but I've decided now and I'm going to tell you this is how it's going to go. And then I'm going to have to do sleep training tactics that some are quite harsh. Like I had a friend who said, I literally had to hold the door to my child's room for like two hours while they cried because they're like, you know, they can get out of bed at, at some point. They can walk or whatever, right? So sleep training and doing that so late, I was like, how about we just don't sleep train? And I even have a hard time calling what we offer sleep training because 
it actually really isn't. It's avoiding the sleep training altogether. It's just gently transitioning your baby to sleep through the night as soon as possible. And you don't have to start like at day one. You can start a bit later and there's ways of transitioning in for sure. But if you're past the six month mark, there's a big piece that's going to help you in terms of all the challenges day to day with your babies and your little. So there's value in that alone for sure with Calm Baby Sleep Course, but the whole concerns we have with not sleep training at six months, like you're probably going to be in a position where you actually have to do a little bit of like real sleep training. If it's, if you're six months and beyond, right. You're going to have to potentially consult an expert and maybe even get them into your home. Yeah. And I think that awareness is huge. And I love that you say it and call it what it is, which is not really training. It's just getting into a routine. It's as simple as that. And like just following a routine system and that again, flexible and predictable and going forward. So you don't have to do the more harsher training things, which I tried. And if I could tell anyone as your friend, it's awful. It is awful. It like takes your heart and rips it and squeezes it. And it's awful is not for me. And so we had a lot of sleepless nights and didn't have to. And I just wish I had this. I really do. That's the value of us having these conversations, right? Is so that we can share and support as many mothers and families as we can, because it's here, it's available. Why not? You know, why not take what works for you and leave the rest. And that's the beauty of it. And that you don't have to be like a lot of those moms you've seen that are just sleep deprived, that you can just easily and comfortably for both baby and mama be thriving. It's a big difference when a baby and your little child and your teenager are getting a full night of sleep. So from day one, pretty much, if they've just always understood that a full night of sleep is a normal thing to get, you put your head down on a pillow and it was literally like, okay, close your eyes and go to sleep. Like even to this day, that is literally how my kids fall asleep. Like it it actually hasn't really changed and they're much older now than back then. So I found that to be really interesting to observe. And also other families have experienced similar things and families with twins. It helps with that as well. It's worked really well. Oh, that'd be so, yeah. Awesome. So good. So good can't talk about how, especially from day one, how you could be supported. Uh, I mean, as much as sleep, that is pretty much the main primal need of a new mom is sleep. (laughs) And the other thing that we've linked in the show notes for you is the link to Made for More. It's our live event that we'll be holding on June 13th. We cannot wait. We're going to be teaching a few really important things, how to help ensure our daily lives are changing from being in chaos to calm and getting to that space where we can actually think about what would be fun because we know so many women that are in a space where they know there's something more they really just want to do something that lights them up and we're here to help support that and help you hone in on that thing that you're interested in doing whether it's changing up what your day-to-day looks like or starting a new fitness routine or making a career change. We're here to support you in taking those next steps because like Barbara always says, a path leads to a path. And we want you to wake up feeling energized and excited each day. And again, show up better for yourself as well as for your family. Doing that thing that lights you up is so important for that.
So click on the link in the show notes, check it out and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast, or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you. So let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values, and Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you next time.